Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today I am going to be talking about missing a credit card payment and I literally, this just happened to me, I just did it and I'm going to be walking through why it happened and how it impacted me financially and you know from a deeper than money sense as well. But before I dive in, I want to say holy shit. Holy shit, thank you so much for your support of Deeper Than Money, the book coming out like this last, honestly, the last like two weeks have truly been two of the best weeks of my entire life. It, I'm, I'm like at a loss for words. And if you've been hanging around the Deeper Than Money community for a minute, you know, that doesn't happen to me often. I am a talker and I just cannot even tell you how exciting and wonderful and thrilling and rewarding these last two weeks have been. Not only seeing literally hundreds, seeing probably, I mean, at this point, thousands of you send me a picture of you holding my book or tag me in your stories of you in the book or going to get the book or DMing me and telling me that you love the book or all of these things. I I just sit every day this week. I have sat at some point during the day and just sat there and just looked through. Just looked through all of them. Every single one, I've screenshotted every single one and added it to one of the folders, one of like the albums on my phone so I can just go and look at it. Like I, I'm truly so in awe and it feels so cool that this idea became this reality, became this tangible thing that you ordered to your house or went and picked up in person and you're holding. I just like, I can't get over that. I'm so appreciative. It means so much to me that you ordered that and that you got the book. So many of you have told me that you ordered the book for a friend's birthday or that you told your book club that you want to do that book this month. So you got everybody to get one. And oh, I I can't tell you how grateful I am. Um, One, thank you. Two, if you haven't already, if you want to just mm, make my mother often day, Take two seconds right now while you're listening to this and go and leave an Amazon review of the book if you started it or some of you have finished it, which is wild. I'm like, okay, you guys read a book in two days. That's so wild. Um, But if you have feedback on the book, I would love, 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 love. It means so much to me to see the 
um, Amazon reviews started to come in. So it would truly mean so much to me for you to go and leave an Amazon review. Um, and then the third thing I just want to say about the book and everything is, I mean, it's just, it's, I'm just so grateful. I know that was like kind of number one, but I I truly am so grateful and I'm going to be making, there's some podcast episodes coming up about more about the book, about the book writing process and all of these other things that, um, that I'm going to answer questions about. So that is going to be coming soon. But until then, um, again, go, if you haven't got a copy, go and get it. Um, if you go to get it in person and let's say you go to a Barnes and Noble and they don't have it in stock, it again, like, I'm sorry because that's annoying to like go somewhere and try to get the book and then you can't find it. But if you go to a Barnes and Noble and they don't have it in stock, or maybe I've had a lot of people tell me that they get there and there's like one copy left, but it's on hold for someone already go and tell the front desk and say, hey, like I really wanted to come in and get this so they can order more because sometimes it doesn't signal them of like, oh, we're out of that book. Let's order another one until somebody comes in and is like, hey, I would have gotten this. Um, So it signals the Barnes & Noble to keep ordering them, which is great because we want to see them all on the shelves. All right. So anyways, those are my brief book updates before getting into the podcast episode, but now let's go ahead, jump in and get started. So this is just the other week. I woke up one day and get an email that says you missed a payment on your credit card. And honestly, when I got that notification, it was just one of those moments where I was like, oh shit. So to answer the question of like, why did this happen? I don't, it, I just, it, I don't know. It just happened. It was one of those times where, um, I, most of my payments are on auto pay. Like most of my payments for everything, they're on auto pay. I'm so like, that's such an incredible automation for me. So I don't have to think about it. Um, again, I know that takes planning and preparation to make sure you have the money in your account and know when things are coming out. But if that is something that you can sit down and plan for, setting things up on auto pay can make sure that something missing a payment doesn't happen. But anyway, I have this one credit card. I don't have it on auto pay. Um, it's, it's, it's my credit card that fluctuates quite a bit just because they're especially like recently with house projects or things like that like there's just been like more than like the standard or you know less and so since it's been fluctuating and I don't like keeping a ton of money in my checking account I haven't had it on auto pay but I do have a notification every month on my phone to go in see what the credit card bill is due at the end of the month because I paid off in full make sure that's over in my checking and then paying that off. I just, I do that every single month. And so anyway, on this particular month, I went in like, I think the day before it was due, went in to go pay it. And some, the the app kept like freezing and like just not loading, freezing and not loading, freezing and not loading. And I don't, I was out to dinner or for something. I don't even know what, but I was out to dinner and I was just going to do it really quick while I was waiting for the table. 
and it wasn't working. I didn't know if it was like my Wi-Fi or my phone or the app or what, but it was, it kept giving me like, we're sorry. The, the app is under, you know, like unavailable right now. So I was like, eh, whatever, I'll do it later. So anyway, I get done doing that, but I turned off my notification that says, hey, Chloe, like go transfer over money into your checking account and then pay that, you know, pay the credit card. So I, I, turned off that notification basically because I was going to do it right there. So I turned off the notification, started to do it. The app wasn't working. Was like, ah, whatever, I'll do it later. Was out to dinner, didn't think about it again. And then the next day, because I turned the notification off and normally I leave the notification on until I do it. So I turned the notification on. Then the next day goes by, whatever else. So then the day after I get this email saying, hey, you, you know, you missed your payment or your payment's overdue or whatever. And Here's what I want you to get from this episode. There's there's a couple takeaways. Okay, so takeaway number one, let's just talk about our takeaways in real time. Takeaway number one is that can easily be identified, if you will, as like a financial mistake, right? Like I don't really like calling it a financial mistake because a mistake sounds like there's, it's just a negative connotation around that. But let's just say, you know, for simplicity sake. Um, let's just call it a financial mistake. One, I run a multi-million dollar global financial literacy company and I'm a millionaire and I made a financial mistake. Okay. So that's takeaway number one, right? Is that the, it, there's honestly no, cause that's takeaway number two. So let's just start there, right? That that's a, it's a financial mistake. Okay. I made one too right? Like let's start there. Let's start there. Takeaway number one is everybody makes financial mistakes. Like it just happens. Whether you are just think you are the worst person in the world with money, whether you are absolutely crushing with finances, everybody makes those financial mistakes. Okay. That is takeaway number one. Now let's continue. Okay. So that's what, what happened. Those are the logisticals, but now let's talk about what didn't happen. Okay. So that was more like, I missed this payment. That's like on paper what happened, but I want to walk you through what went through my head. Like what was going on in my mind when this happened? Okay. Now first, let me walk you through what went through my head in that moment when I realized like I missed this credit card payment. Okay. Let's just pretend that this is the exact moment. I want you to pretend this is the exact moment. It's me. Hello. I'm pulling up my email and I open the email that says you missed the credit card payment. This is what is going through my head. Okay. You're my like inner thoughts. Oh, I missed that credit card payment. I need to figure that out. And then do you know what my inner thoughts are? My inner thoughts are like, oh, I should maybe get a morning coffee or, oh, I should call my dad and see how he golfed yesterday. Or, oh my gosh, wait, I wonder if Brenna wants to go play tennis this afternoon, right? I literally, literally, those are my thoughts, okay? And that leads us to takeaway number two, which is I didn't let a financial mistake mean anything about who I am and how good I am with money or you know, how bad I think I am with money or let it mean anything about where I'm headed. 
that did not impact me at all because of how I identify with money, right? Like how I think of my identity when it comes to money. So because I see myself as someone who is good with money, I see it as, oh, it was just a mistake. It was, this was the exception. Like this literally never happens, but oops, it did happen. Like, and, and it's not a big deal. Like that gets to be my mindset. Now, let me take you back to Chloe five years ago. If that would have happened to Chloe five years ago, this is what would have gone through. Like this would be my inner thoughts, okay? I open the email. Again, this is me five years ago. I open an email. Let's say it says, hey, you missed a credit card payment. What would go through my head would be this. Oh, wow. Okay, awesome. You're incredible, Chloe. Good freaking job. What a loser. Why can you not figure it out? Of course you missed a credit card payment. You're so bad with money. Why are you even trying? Why are you even trying to get ahead? Because clearly you don't know what the hell you're doing and it shows and this is going to impact your credit score and you're going to have to pay a fee and now you're going to be even worse off. And if you were just you know, a little bit smarter, maybe you could figure it out, but you're so dumb and you just don't even try and all your hard work is for nothing. And why are you even trying to budget? Because it doesn't even work and blah, 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 blah. And then those thoughts would probably spiral into other areas of my life. I would be, you know, going to do something else. I would, let's say I was going to the gym and I forgot my headphones. And then it would be, oh, of course you forgot your headphones. You're an idiot. Like, of course you do that because you don't, you don't pay attention to anything. You missed a credit card payment today and now you do this. Like, what are you good for? My inner thoughts made me missing a credit card payment in this example. Again, me, this is me five years ago, a hypothetical. My inner thoughts, because of that, my identity was so rooted in being the broke girl being bad with money, that then when something like this happened, I allowed it to mean something about me. I allowed it to not only mean something about me, but derail me from any progress I had been making and use these shame-based tactics to just shit on myself while I was down. Just kick myself while I'm down and only causing further damage in my relationship with money, my relationship with myself, how I view myself around money, how I view getting ahead in the future, like all of those different things. Okay. That's takeaway number two. Takeaway number two is what actually happened, you know, five years today, like who I am today. I was like, oh, I missed that. Like, damn. Okay. I need to call them. Like that was it. That was it. And then I moved forward. And so because I was able to move forward, it didn't negatively impact my day. It didn't negatively impact my relationship with money. It didn't negatively impact anything. It literally was just like, oh, oops. All right. I got to take care of that. Okay. That's takeaway number two is not just the logistical piece of it, but the deeper than money aspect of it of what did we make this mean? Did we allow shame into this conversation? Did we allow that voice of doubt and shame and that inner mean girl asshole voice to talk to us in that moment? Okay? Because the goal here, obviously, is to allow there to be no voice of shame and allow there to be this neutrality of, oh, shit, okay, this happened. Then what? Okay? And that leads me to, you know, kind of, 
takeaway three of this story, which is because there was so much neutrality for me of like, oh, damn, I need to call them. Then there was no self-sabotage when it came to, oh, I need to call them. So then literally I see this email five minutes later, I'm on the phone with them and I'm like, hello, you know, this is Chloe. I'm, you know, like giving them my info. So they're pulling up my account and I'm like, hey, here's what happened. I uh, missed a payment. I've never missed a payment before. I always pay my card off in full every month. This was just something, again, I, I literally told them I opened the app and it wasn't loading. And then I went to uh, go and do it or, or like I went to do it then the app wasn't loading. And then I just completely missed it the next day. And, you know, all my other accounts with um, like I have another account with them and the other account is on auto pay. This one just wasn't. And it was, you know, it was just a mistake. And after about a three minute conversation, they were like, yep, we totally see that this is, um, the first time this has happened on your account. And we reversed the late fee. I think it was a $35 late fee. And then they also hit me with the interest that from missing a payment, they, they like hit, hit me with the interest of, the entirety of what would have been rolled over, right? Because if you don't pay your credit card off, then you're paying interest on what that total is. And they hit me with that interest literally day one of me not making that payment, um, which is kind of corrupt if you think about it. But um, that's a podcast. That's a podcast for another day. But the, the point is that I had this phone call. I explained it, you know, calmly, but also confidently of you know, hey, like, what do we need to do to to get this fee reversed and to get this interest charge refunded? Because again, this was an honest mistake. I'm a, you know, I'm a loyal customer and I, you know, I'd really like this taken care of. And again, in about a three minute conversation, reverse the late fee, reverse the interest charge and, um, you know, made sure that they put it in their system that I hadn't missed a uh, missed a payment. So it wasn't going to, well, it wouldn't have impacted my credit anyway, because I only missed the payment by day and there's a grace period. But either way, that it wasn't flagged in their their system as me missing a payment and whatever else. So then I'm like, okay, amazing. Thank you so much. I go, I look at my account. I see the charges have been reversed. I'm like, amazing. Thanks so much. Have a great day. And then I get off the phone. And then after I get off the phone, I'm like, okay, do I want to go on a walk? Do I want to go to the gym? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so takeaway number three is that because I didn't let shame into the conversation and I didn't let this financial mistake mean anything about me, there wasn't any resistance or self-sabotage around making that phone call. Because so often, again, in a hypothetical situation, if this would have been me five years ago, because I would have you know, been so hard on myself and you know, made that financial mistake and then been so mean, my inner voice would have been so mean and made it mean something about me of like, oh, I like, see, you're so bad with money. You're so irresponsible. You're so stupid that then I would have been so felt so much shame that I wouldn't have wanted to face the embarrassment and even more shame of making that phone call. So then likely what would have happened five years ago is I would have self-sabotaged and not made that phone call. I would have literally just said, oh, I'll call tomorrow. Oh, I'll call tomorrow. Oh, it's probably going to take so long. They probably won't say yes anyway. I just won't make that phone call. 
And then I would have been hit with that late fee, hit with that interest charge, and that I would have had a ding on my account with them saying she missed a payment. And so instead, though, the outcome where there's no shame, where it doesn't mean anything about me, it's literally just, oops, I missed that. Making that phone call was so easy. And again, it felt there was zero resistance. There was zero self-sabotage. It was an easy phone call. And then I got off the phone call and that whole entire situation of me seeing the email to me getting off the phone was maybe 15 minutes. That then didn't negatively impact me financially. But more importantly, I would argue, it didn't negatively impact me mentally and emotionally. It didn't impact how I see myself negatively at all because I didn't make it mean something about me. And this is really important and it might seem a little woo-woo, but in that example of how I today reacted to that situation and you compare that to how I would have reacted to that situation five years ago, we can literally see the financial impact of the way I would mentally think about it. Because again, in the hypothetical of this happening to me five years ago, I promise I would have been beating myself up all day about it. And I also would have probably not ended up making that phone call and asking slash, you know, negotiating for that to be refunded to me. So I would have ended up in a, in a worse off financial situation because of it. Whereas, so, you know, this financial mistake, if you will, led to a negative financial outcome and a negative mental outcome, if you will. Whereas today, not only did it not lead to any negative effects on my mental health, it also led to zero negative outcomes financially. There's no ding on my credit. There is no late fee. There's no interest charge. Nothing, none of those things, none of those things impacted me negatively. And that's one of the biggest things. That's one of the biggest like aha moments that especially we teach in Wealth Accelerator. Um, Again, Wealth Accelerators are our 12-week transformational coaching program. And that's one of the big things that we walk you through the strategy, right? Because the strategy here is, one, sure, of course, we can set things up so this doesn't happen, right? We can set up auto pay. We can do these other things. But number two of like, okay, when a financial mistake comes up, what are the, what's the logistics and what is what are the micro strategies of, okay, call and negotiate. What do we say? Here's the script, of course. But also... How do we set up and heal our relationship with money in those conversations, the way we talk to ourselves, the way we view these situations so that we don't self-sabotage, so that we don't have negative financial outcomes? And it's it's just so powerful. And again, I also talk about this um, in the book too. And also, I mean, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I've I've gotten this DM a little bit of people asking, what's the difference between the book and going through Wealth Accelerator. The book is kind of like a a very intense movie trailer. And then the Wealth Accelerator is the movie, right? The, The book, Deeper Than Money, talks about my philosophy with money and it explains it. And there are some exercises, absolutely. But then Wealth Accelerator is the, okay, how do we implement these you know, tons and tons and tons of micro strategies 
and then walk you through it and personalize it to you and help you work through these barriers and give you these strategies and, and actually watch you and walk through that these barriers and implementation into your life while it's happening. And we do that intensely for 12 weeks. So um, while we talk about similar concepts in both of them, it's a completely different experience. Whereas like the book is like about the philosophy and there's still, you're still going to get incredible takeaways. And I can't tell you how many people who have been through Wealth Accelerator have already told me, oh my gosh, I love the book. Like the book is incredible. Um, and vice versa, people who have read the book and are now like, oh my gosh, now I'm so excited. And they're applying for the next round of Wealth Accelerator. So, um, absolutely they, you can love both of them, but they are two completely different experiences. So it's really what you're looking for. Like if you're looking for, you know, Hey, I want to make some moves with money. I want to learn more about the mindset and I want to do it, you know, on my own reading the book chef's kiss perfect for you if you're like i'm so sick of trying to get out with money and i want someone to walk me through this wealth accelerator is like the high level i'm going all in and i'm going to transform my finances in 12 weeks so that's a little bit about the difference between the two of them again if you really want the powerhouse it's both don't it's both um, but anyway, we talk a lot about this in Wealth Accelerator because that key, right? Like that, it's a key example of my philosophy at Deeper Than Money is this idea that this podcast episode isn't just like, I missed a credit card payment. Here's why it's important to not miss credit card payments because it can impact blah, blah, blah. It's not just about that though. It's about when you, when a financial mistake happens, Yes. What is the strategy to logistically make sure that it doesn't negatively impact you? But what is the strategy and mindset behind making sure that it doesn't negatively impact you from a deeper than money standpoint, from, you know, emotionally, mentally, um, how you view yourself and all of those things. So that is the, um, the, the story of how I missed a credit card payment. And again, it just got to be an oops, oopsie. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> like let's figure it out. And you deserve that too. If, if you make a, you know, financial mistake, you are allowed and deserving to live in a world and in, in a mental reality, um, and have a relationship with money where it gets to be like, okay, sounds good like not not a problem where there isn't shame where you're not met with shame and anger and frustration and sh- you know just like someone kicking you while you're down including like that inner voice of yours you deserve to be met with compassion and understanding and you know this mentality of like it's okay it's not that deep like let's figure it out but no worries that is the relationship that you deserve with money So I'm so happy that you took the time to listen to this podcast. I'm so happy if you're diving into the book because, again, I talk so much about about this process in the book. And I'm also so excited if you're choosing Wealth Accelerator and gearing up to join our next round. Um, We'll put links to all of that in the show notes. We'll put links to the book, links to apply for Wealth Accelerator and learn more about it. And I don't 
and anything else that we might need to talk about in the, um, or link in the show notes. So again, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast, and we'll see you back next week. 